You're listening to the Illustration Hour podcast, an interview podcast where I talk to illustrators, art directors, and agents about the craft and business of illustration. My name is Julia Dufosse, and I'm an editorial and commercial illustrator based in Chicago. And I'm chatting with creatives within the world of illustration to learn about their process, the challenges they faced along the way, and how to succeed as an illustrator today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Illustration Hour, the show where I feature stories from people who create for a living. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm Julia Dufosse, your host, and I'm an illustrator and designer based in Chicago. So this past week was really exciting for the podcast. Uh, the show was picked out by iTunes to be featured in their new and noteworthy uh, section in both design and the visual arts category, which was really exciting. We broke new grounds in terms of listenership, and right now we're close to 500 unique listeners, which is really awesome and kind of unbelievable for me. I know that doesn't sound like that much, but I'm really, really happy with the results and the response I've gotten to the show. The show is unsponsored, and for that reason, I know that if you want to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to the show newsletter. It's called Art Club, and it's a carefully curated weekly email of inspiration, cool stuff from around the web, and illustration-related news, quotes, articles, and resources. You can find out more and sign up for free at illustrationhour.com forward slash newsletter. So uh, today, my guest on the show is Aaron Lowell Danton, a designer who is known for his music posters and album covers. Aaron went from making posters for himself to producing music posters for big bands like Tame Impala and the National, Liam Bridges, Crumb. In just a couple of years, he has gained a reputation for creating amazing, abstract, yet perfectly tailored visuals for bands. And Aaron is self-taught. He went to school to study art history and he built his design practice entirely around his passion. And I think that's amazing. He makes graphics that he would gladly put on his own walls. Aaron is incredibly humble and I think he's a very impressive artist. He has created so many great posters. He really has a great talent for it. And he often mixes a deep respect for the design history of the 1970s with a love of printing and texture, which I think make his posters look really genuine and authentic and not at all like what, what in popular culture would be called retro. Uh, his posters are just feel very genuine. This was a really fun conversation where I find out what inspires Aaron, how he got started, and why he's still terrified to start a brand new project. You can find Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Lowell or on Twitter at Aaron Danton. Uh, he doesn't have a website, and we talked about that a little bit. And uh, if you want to find the show notes for today's episode, which will include all the details, all the things we talked about, you can find that on our website, and that's at illustrationhour.com forward slash Denton. That's his last name. 
illustrationhour.com forward slash Denton. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the great Aaron Lowell Denton. Aaron, I'm so happy to have you on the show and to talk to you more about your work. Yeah, thanks for having me, Julia. Yeah, no problem. Um, first off, I really want to ask you what you, um, how you describe what you do usually. Um, if, if you describe yourself as a designer or as a musician who designs or, you know, as an illustrator sometimes, I, I, I really have no idea how you describe yourself. So I would like to know. Yeah, it's not really one lane. Um, uh-huh. I've been saying I'm a designer to people. And that feels that feels adequate because I don't think what I do is graphic design in the in the way that I understand what graphic design is. Um, uh, and I also don't really feel like I'm I wouldn't consider myself like an artist either. So um, I, I I'm comfortable with design, and I'm comfortable with how like ambiguous that that is and it lets me yeah it lets me do a lot of different things uh, and not feel like i'm straying away from who i am i i don't consider myself um i mean i i play music and i'm a musician and i'm in some bands and i'm in that world but um design is really where i spend most of my time creatively now and um I feel, you know, comfortable with, and uh, I typically say that I work mainly in the music industry. Um, so, you know, design for so so most of your clients are music musicians or bands. Yeah, yeah. I'd say like, I'd say like seventy five to eighty percent of the stuff I'm working on is for music related uh, people. You know, labels or bands or um yeah record labels and i that's so that's that's where i'm most comfortable so that's kind of how i describe it yeah and of course this podcast is as the name implies is 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 about the role of illustration and how it can be used as a lens to explore uh other realms of creative work like design like graphic design or motion design but do you ever do you ever think about the role of illustration in your practice because you do have uh, a certain illustrative sensibility to your work, but I, I'm, I'm curious as to how you think about it. Yeah, I, uh, hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself an illustrator, although I'm pretty interested in that. And I think my work is kind of moving that way as far as going from, I'm trying to move a little bit out of the abstract world and into um, making like concrete ideas feel abstract, which is something that happens a lot in poster artwork and like, especially in the seventies and um, like the early eighties and stuff, poster art got really like (laughs) experimental, but also like kind of used mundane, like everyday objects. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like stuff like Milton Glaser. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm also really influenced lately by a lot of like airbrush artists from like the 70s and the <laughs> 80s who Me were. Too. Yeah, so it's great. And it's just. Uh, people like who, who, for example? 
Um, you know, I've, I've been collecting all these books, um, uh-huh. these like old airbrush books, and they're just like, um, there's these like airbrush in Japan books that are really great. Oh yeah, there's a couple of them, and so there's there's all these Japanese airbrush artists who I yeah, yeah. can't pronounce the name of. And then like, there's um, uh, Tanaka, like these kinds yeah, of people. Well, Tanaka, yeah, Tanaka is like more it, it, graphic he, design. Yeah, yeah, he's he's more kind of he's he's great. Uh, but his but, stuff is yeah, his yeah. Yeah, um, this guy. I'm just like looking up that Peter Sato. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a pretty prominent. Like, if you were to just kind of google like airbrush art he's yeah one of the leaders um there's also that, that uh this artist uh tiger tateshi i talked about him with somebody who's on the past podcast before he has also like airbrush i think he wrote um there's a book called moon tracks that he okay. wrote uh cool. and his art is incredibly i think it's very surreal um i wouldn't necessarily consider it con- concrete but it does have a message it's very abstract and it's surreal. yeah totally Th- those artists like they use things that are like they're, they're real motifs i feel like an airbrush art where it's like uh-huh. they use like an apple or something and then make it yeah. like do something that's not so i'm 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 i've been getting really interested in that and trying to develop those techniques so i would say that my illustrative side is like kind of growing uh exponentially right now um i'm like i'm i'm really interested in commissions that are like uh can you draw this for us because it's a challenge it's a real challenge for me and so i'm trying to like i'm trying to learn it is that usually the way that bands and promoters for shows approach you or did they usually just say like how do they usually ask for work do they say like we, we need something for this band they need to have this vibe or or do they usually just point to some of your past work? How do they usually ask for, for work? Yeah, I mean, I, like everything, it's just, it really is, it depends on, it depends on the artists and it depends on the, the, the management. Um, but most of the time in my experience, it's been, they're, they're, they're coming to me to do something that is, looks like something I've, I've done. It looks like me. So, um, which I'm thankful for, like, you know, that's, that's the best kind of relationship. So if they but at know the same what time, I, sometimes it can feel constraining and they, mm. sometimes it also feels maybe like, um, like you, you don't have room to evolve or do different things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I trust that if they're coming to me, um, because they like what I've done in the past, even if I give them something that doesn't look like that, it's going to be from me. And I, I feel like I've, I've, I've done enough work at this point that it's going to be kind of hard. It would be kind of hard for me to do something that doesn't look like I did it, um, which I'm proud of, but is also, yeah, you're right. It's also very scary. I think this interest in illustration that I have right now is like, me trying to kind of get away from what I've become a little bit known for. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm seeing that I can do it and kind of marry it with my, with my own style. 
So yeah, most clients will come and, um, you know, with like posters, that whole business is kind of like, people just need something typically. It's not about, it's not, it's not really about like having a vision for the poster. Um, I, I'd say most you, artists, mean, you mean on their end? On their end. Most, yeah. art, most, most musicians don't have one. The vision is uh-huh. we're going to have you do it instead of someone else or something like that's, that's kind of the vision, which is amazing. If you're, if you start to get that work, because for me that it has just been, they just let you, they just they, let you do whatever. You have a lot of freedom. Yeah. Ton of freedom and a ton of room to grow within the practice. And that has been so valuable and that's kind of why i have kept doing so many posters i always have like poster commissions on my docket because i use them to experiment and to like grow my skills uh in a way that is like also with posters it's always like we need you know with any commission but like specifically posters i found they're like the, the turnaround time for posters can be really really intense like so what are we talking i mean i did one recently in three days yeah and uh it was just kind of like it was it was a unique situation but um that is yeah that's pretty short oh it's insane and but i mean for for illustrators a lot of them work on editorial kind of constraints and and those are very short as well and yeah, those sure. can even be like a day, which, uh, yeah, yeah, less mm-hmm. than a day it could be a couple of hours to get the concept, and so it's yeah, it's it's definitely a struggle for a poster. It's also like it does take time for it to come together. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. There, yeah, and but that being said, because of that, it's kind of a com. It's a it's kind of a unique like situation that um new ideas and new like skills develop very quickly because it's not like oh i'd like to learn this thing it's like okay i I have to finish something and i'm going to use this new thing i learned to finish it so and that's a different quality of learning than just being like casually messing around with a yeah a new tool or a new concept it really forces you to apply something really quickly and I mm-hmm. think a lot of illustrators, like editorial illustrators, describe the same thing, like that their work really grows really fast as they start doing commissions for editorial clients because they, they're forced to work so fast that mm-hmm. like things become also, I guess maybe you've seen this, but I imagine now it takes you a lot less time to come up with a concept than it did in the beginning, for example. Yeah, I'm 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 quicker to understand when something's not working and like I can abandon it. And I yeah. also am just kind of resigned to the fact that I'll do that two or three times before I figure like I know I know the process so I don't get frustrated when I go down a I go down a line of thinking with a poster and then I'm like this isn't working I have to completely go back. I don't get as frustrated as I used to. Um, because I just know that's part of the process, you know, but I would love to do more editorial illustration actually. And I'm because 
Have I've you done really, a few or? I, you know, not really. I, I did one, um, maybe like a year or two ago that got, it, it got shelved. It didn't work. And yeah. That happens a lot too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't upset about it, but I kind of thought I would have the opportunity to do that again. Yeah. Um, and I, I haven't, it's just really been all music stuff, which is, which is fine, but I'm, I'm a really avid reader and, uh, of like these publications and they always have these like amazing illustrations and I'd love to get more into doing stuff like that. And, and specifically because I like the idea of reacting to a text and like having, having a bit more like concrete direction from someone that's like, this is the idea. Can you make this happen? That is a, that's an interesting challenge to me because most of my commissions are just like, do whatever you want. Like, you know, which is cool, but also it would be nice to have some that are like a little bit more direct. And I'm, I'm curious to talk to um, designers who are in that world of like doing, you know, like things very quickly for like, you know, like a New York Times or um, like a medium or something like that. That's just, you know, articles that you read and you respond to and you make a visual statement about that's, I think that's really cool. Yeah, and I imagine also that it would be very different from the people that you work currently with because art directors are just trained to like push you to to get to a concept and a good art director will do that and will give you some freedom as well, but they'll be kind of expecting a certain conceptual approach sometimes. And I feel like for you now, do you have that usually coming from people? Like what types of people you actually interact with when you're working um promoters like i imagine they might not necessarily be um let's just say like they might not be necessarily like into design or into illustration and they might have no idea i guess how it works right? yeah i don't know the extent of a lot of like the people i work with like their background in art and design um but they're not usually, they don't call themselves creative directors or no. art directors? I don't, yeah. I very, very rarely deal with an art director. Um, and, be, you know, I, I, think, I think the reason why I've flourished in the music world is because I'm a big music fan. And, and I know a lot about, uh, I, I listen to a lot of music. And I also just feel like I can really... I can hone in on what's going to work for a certain band and what's not like, yeah, yeah. you know, if I, if I take on the project, that's probably because I know of the band and I like the band. Um, and I know what, I know what's going to like pair with their music. Well, and you know, almost, I almost feel like when you listen to musicians, you can tell what they're going to react to visually. Like you, you can, I can, I can kind of like, I can kind of vibe on what I think they're going to like. And I have, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. That's something you can kind of glean from the music. Yeah. And like, so when I, when I work on these projects, I mean, the, the, the bands are the art directors for more or less. Um, and oh, then really? there, okay. there's other situations where um, the band is hardly involved and it's like a, a venue is hiring me and it gets approved by the group, but it's really just me and, and the promoter and they're looking for something that is visually impacting and that will catch people's eyes. And 
that's the extent of it. So it's not, it's the concept comes all from me, um, which is cool. But I have been doing this for about two years now, mm-hmm. full time, and freelance, um, working out my, you know, out of an office in my home. And I am like feeling the urge to uh, collaborate more. So I, I find I kind of feel like I'm I'm to collaborate with other creatives. You mean? Uh, yeah, to like collaborate with uh, di- like p- directors who kind of like know what they need uh, mm. and know what they kind of want. Um, I like that relationship actually. So, um, I, I I like the I like to be able to do experiment with things and and grow in ways I want to, but I'm also interested in like someone having like a yeah just having like a concrete idea like this is the visual we want to happen like can you make this happen in your style yeah and uh that that actually sounds like more of a challenge to me than yeah yeah people being like do whatever you want because okay i will (laughs) yeah do you ever get pushback on the concepts that you come up with because even though people don't specify a particular direction sometimes you they imagine sometimes like, like personal taste or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I've gotten good at, um, I mean, the answer to that is yes, of course. Yeah. But I think I've gotten good at saying yes only to projects that I think are going to be successful. Mm. Um, and, and by that, I mean, I, I think that the client understands what my work is and understands um, expectations of what that looks like and so because of that i don't you know i don't have i haven't had very many projects like completely killed you know and and uh just because we just couldn't figure it out um and 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 that's partly picking the right clients and saying yes to the right things and that's partly like just being able to you know work through revisions and just like really go at it um and not be too discouraged about it but yeah it does happen like someone doesn't like some design i did you know and yeah um that's okay it it doesn't mean you know you want the client to pick the best choice um you don't want to have to like convince them so when 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 they're like this isn't it or this is off the mark I try not to take it personally and I try to think, you know, and, and typically when that happens in the end, I do think what we have, what we got to is better. Um, yeah. And partly because maybe it is better and partly because it's like, we've had this, you know, collaboration that I think is stronger. Yeah. Um, you know, so. well, with musicians, I would imagine that it would be very hard because it maybe to them it would feel very personal how they get represented visually, almost like an extension of their music. And I can imagine that that would could sometimes be difficult. Um, yeah, it is absolutely an extension of the music, and I know that because I I did artwork for my bands for a long time, and um, just locally here in Bloomington, I worked on like show posters and things like that and like i understood the perspective of like putting something out into the world 
that even if it's something that's like, hey, come to the show, that graphic represents you, yeah, your you yeah. and your music and what you're doing. And with music, um, I think this is something people honestly don't understand. Like musicians work so so hard in the successful ones, like you know the ones who are are touring full time and and that can like um afford to have someone design like a poster and like design merch for them those bands are like putting their whole entire lives into what they're doing and a lot of times they're not making like really a living wage so so oh yeah so so you bet it's important like that 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 um that design represents them and, and makes them feel confident about what they're doing and what they're sharing because they're investing all their time into like and that's part of also why I love working I work I love working on posters and I love working with bands because it's art that has has some gravitas to it because people are showing up and like people are like putting time into this thing like it's not just like a a pretty picture it's a thing that represents like a gathering of people and like something happening which i really like so yeah there's a i mean there's something between... really special about going to a concert and getting a poster and and then yeah. holding on to that for years and kind of remembering that absolutely and providing that for people is like such an honor so when i'm working on those things i consider that and i put the time in to make them good um and uh yeah, I don't know. And I think I think I do that because I know I, I know what it's like from the other side of um, putting everything into a recording and some music and then like trying to find something that represents that visually to people. You know, it's a big it's a big honor. It's a big responsibility, too. So I want to talk more about how it all began for you. Um, sure. This like uh, design, I mean, um, and. I read somewhere that just two years ago you were still waiting tables to support yourself and to support your creative work. So how did you get to, from that to, um, to really being able to freelance full time and um, and get to work with people like Tame Impala and the National? You did a poster for them really recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I. I went to school here in Bloomington at Indiana University mm -hmm. um, and I studied writing and I studied art history. And then you mean for playing, as an undergrad, right? As an undergrad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I graduated in 2013 and then I was playing a lot of music. Uh, and I thought I would, I would give that a shot playing music kind of full time. Um, so I was touring. I was touring a lot and I got a job at a restaurant here in town that was just really flexible um, with letting people like go on tours. And also Bloomington is a place where you can, you can live pretty cheaply. It's, it's really affordable. So I was working, I was working part time at that restaurant and just living with friends and stuff and, and, and not having to work. 40 hours a week to do anything to pay the bills and pay my rent. Um, so I was able to, in that free time, um, play a lot of music and I, I made some records with some bands and I did that 
for a few years. And then, uh, so I started doing design really to um, promote those bands. And, and I, you know, did like layout and artwork for our records and um, stuff like that. And so I just, I learned programs. I, I learned the Adobe programs and like what is needed to like put together a vinyl record or put together a poster and print it and post it around town. Like I, um, you know, and I just, so started, you learned by yourself all those kind of uh, like the hard skills of using the programs and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it took, yeah, it took a really yeah, long time. It, it's totally it, possible. I mean, even more now, I think that it used to be because there's just a lot of free information about Photoshop, Illustrator, all those programs that you need yeah, to create graphics. And it's a lot yeah. easier than it used to be. Yeah, our our Indiana University was kind of unique in that when you went to school there, they gave you they gave you CS six at the time the the like hardware and you could downloaded it for free. Oh yeah, all okay. The, the Adobe suite you downloaded it, so it was on. My, it was back when it wasn't a subscription. It wasn't a cloud. It wasn't yeah. a cloud-based system then. So it was it was this hardware. And since you were a student, you got it for free. And then once you graduated, it was still on your computer. It wasn't like a login thing. Um, so after I graduated, I still had access to these programs, um, which was cool because if something needed to be done, I could just do it on CS6 or whatever. And um so really because I had that, for, like I could have never afforded to buy Adobe after college, you know, and um, because I had that, I was just, I was just making solutions for myself with, with my own music stuff. And then there's, I was playing a lot at this venue in town called the Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, my band was playing there a lot. And then I would book shows for bands that would come through Oh, uh, what um, what instrument did you play, or did you? I play guitar, okay, uh, and keyboards. Um, okay, I have a band called Spissy. Okay, and and what type of music, of music was it? There. Was... Uh, it's like indie rock music. Okay, um, yeah, it, yeah. So we were we were playing a lot at at the Bishop. Yeah, and uh, one of the pr- the promoter there, I was doing posters for the shows we would play, and I was doing posters for. Uh, the shows I would put on that would be there. So I was just, I was starting to like design things that were like more and more art and less information, you know, like I would, I'd put, I'd, I'd do something, it'd be like two hours. I'd spend two hours on the thing and it would, I would use it and promote it. And and then the next time around, I'd spend like four hours. And mm-hmm. then the next time around, I'd be spending like seven hours working on a poster <laughs> for the show. And it was just getting to the point where it was kind of like, I was getting really overwhelmed. Like, I, I really liked making, it, it was more about making the art than like conveying the information. But mm-hmm. so once I started doing that, a promoter there hired me to do, um, like paid me money to do a couple of posters, which was at the time crazy it was amazing you know like I, could, I would have done them for free um so that was like and then i started putting those on instagram on my instagram yeah a couple years ago and then yeah and then i just i was doing artwork for a friend's band who got on like a like kind of bigger indie label and so that stuff got seen 
on there like i think more than the, than the other pieces and and then things just snowball and i can't really tell you exactly how it happened but at some point it was kind of like i was working i went from working like 20 hours a week and having this like really chill lifestyle to working my restaurant job 20 hours a week and then doing design stuff like 40 hours a week because I, I just started getting like people that not from Bloomington asking me to do work. And I got like my first like album art commission that wasn't, there was someone who I did not know at all. Uh, and then eventually it just got to the point where I was, I was just working a ton. And uh, I, my, my partner is a, she's a photographer um, and she, she's been, a freelance photographer for many years now and she suggested to me like maybe you should give this a shot and just see if like you can do it full time um so i quit i put in my notice at the restaurant thinking i'm gonna give this three months and then i'm gonna go back to the restaurant i was like so scared to do that <laughs> to, like to try to do design and then so you were never trying to actually get that I mean, you were happy when it happened, I guess, but you, you were never really aiming for it. No, I never, ever promoted it. I never, I, I mean, the, the most I've, I've done and really the most I've ever done is put things on Instagram. Yeah. Which <laughs> like can be a powerful thing. Instagram. Yeah. It can be powerful, but also the bands that I was, I was working with were pretty powerful on there. Yeah. Uh, or at least at the time they seemed like they were to me. And I think that they, they put they put my art in front of people who like maybe not the biggest amount of people but there were people who were like really into it and like knew other bands or had other bands and like it just flourished from there so yeah and i wasn't i wasn't really like even when it was clearly time to quit my job and try to do like freelance full time i was very like scared to do it and i also was like i at the, at the time I was like, I'm a musician. Like I'm in a band. I have my band. I can't do, like, I still felt like that's what I was going to do with my life. Um, and this thing was just like, maybe a little bit better than working at a restaurant. So, uh, yeah. So, so then I, I put in my two weeks notice and, and then I officially started freelancing in January of 2000, um, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like really blew up from there and like it went really well. And so you never so, really had to promote yourself to add, to kind of like send emails and stuff to people you didn't know asking for work or anything like that, I imagine, right? I've only sent two messages. No, three now. I sent my third recently. Uh -huh. two, two bands. Uh, that you really like, want to work for? Yeah. 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 I see. And the first two, it worked. Wow. Um, it's a good yeah, track was, record because those rarely work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. And, and and that that doesn't really, I mean, that just doesn't really work. Like it, it has to be, it has to be someone's idea. Like pitching yourself to people is really awkward and weird. It can and, work if you if if they kind of know of you already or um yeah. Or just yeah, luck. The, the, but the times that I the times that I did it, I got the vibe, I got the feeling that they knew 
what I was doing mm-hmm. or like they they knew we had mutual friends so it was kind of like maybe this would work yeah um, but but I've never especially with like bigger bands and stuff I've I've never pitched myself to them so it's just kind of like well I would imagine also it's hard to actually get seen by the band in those scenarios like some of them have like celebrity status that is Oh man, yeah. You, you to get to them, you have to go through a lot of people. I imagine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the bigger groups have like, yeah, there are a lot of people in between you and and the artists. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason, part of the reason why I I didn't have to grow my business in like a really hands on way, it kind of like happened organically. I think that's because of the nature of my 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 medium, which is really primarily poster design so it's a it's a it's a it's a kind of an art form that has built in um like the whole point of it is that people share it you know like people who are making like sculpture or something like that like if they get a commission they're making commission for one person who is maybe going to share it on the internet or maybe not going to share it. Like, you know, it's just a one thing, but my work, it's like, I'm building something that is supposed to be like the incentive for them is to share it with as many eyes as they can. So, and of course, sometimes they sell your posters, right? At concerts. Yeah. That that's happening more and more now. When I, when I first started, it was like pretty much exclusively, like a promotional thing? Yeah, like young bands that were like, you know, early 20s or something, like using Instagram to promote yeah. their shows. Yeah. Like that's where all their fans are. Okay. And so and, the posters and, and were that, really kind of almost virtual and almost, yeah, almost entirely at the beginning. Yeah. And then um, I'd say in the past year or so, I've started working with bands that can, like, they have the money to be able to, like, print like screen print you know like posters for a single show and sell them you know so it's 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 not really a matter of like like i wish they could all be printed and i wish that i could you know every day i feel questions about getting prints from people and it's so sweet like i i love that people are interested in buying the work yeah but it's it's also it it costs a lot of money to make a print it it does it does yeah so it, I don't think people realize that it's not like I just shoot them off like one at a time. It's like you need you need to work with a printer who you. I mean, like, unless I you're like printing them like at low quality, but I would imagine that's not really what you want with the type of yeah. work that you do because it just won't look right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. If it's gonna like be a thing that's out in the world, it's got to be like worth having. Yeah. Um. And to, to me, yeah, just doing like digital prints is kind of it feels like a waste of my, my time to like worry about that. Yeah. And screen but, printing so, is kind of expensive. I mean, you're paying for, it's, it has yeah. to be done by hand by someone who knows how to do it. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is expensive, but it's expensive because it is super tough. And especially with my designs, I work with uh, a printer here in Bloomington. Um, he has a company called in case of emergency press. Yeah. I saw and, that you like usually print with them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I try to have everyone who's commissioning me for a screen print go through that because he just like 
he knows how to represent my design yeah, in, yeah. in screen print because there is like a, there is like a real translation thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've experienced designs really completely get lost yeah, in that. Yeah. Um, but he, he'll ask me like questions about color and he'll bother to like really put in the work to make it, to represent it well. And, um, so that's been a really good relationship. So as of, and that's been really rewarding, like recently, like having, having your designs come to life and like, yeah, I just did this national poster and, um, they're very sweet. They like had me up at the show. Um, oh, they did. This, yeah. They're just a massive band. And yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Massive show. And like, seeing people and what's have, great about them the is they always and... seem to get artists to do their uh their posters and stuff but they kind of let it seems like they really let the person um interpret them in this way that like they're always kind of unique to the person who's making them and some bands they always maintain the same aesthetic over time i just find that with them they kind of let people do what they feel is right i don't know if that's yeah. true they but... were that is true. Yeah. They're, they're very open. I mean, they, they have themes, you know, like, like they they're, do. They're, yeah, yeah. there are definitely things that they are trying to reference that is within their world. But as far as like where you take it, that they're a really good example of a band that lets you, lets you be creative. And, um, but yeah, it was just, it was so cool to see people with their posters, like, you know, getting them signed and stuff and like, just feeling like, oh, this thing I worked hard on, like, is going to be in this person's life. Like, it's just real special and kind of moving. Um, so that's been cool. That's been happening more. Uh, yeah. In the past year or so. And in, in those cases where you work with big bands like that, do you actually get to interact with um, with the band? Do, you, do they actually tell you, you know, like, this is what we're about, like, this is what we want? Like, I don't know. Um, at that level, they, they've kind of, um, they have people that carry those messages for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not, they have PR, they have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been surprised in the past about some bands that are a little bit more hands-on than I was expecting them to be. Yeah. Um, but by and large, I mean, bands that are of that size have like, multiple rings of managers so it's it's like they have managers who then have like merch managers who then who relay the information on and uh yeah yeah. so it's it's you know it's a i i can't say it's a super personal thing but i can say that the national were very very cool and took the time to meet me uh in person okay and uh that definitely does not always happen. So <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, it depends. And, and I, and did you have, did honestly, you get a sense from them of why they, they liked your work and why they wanted to work with you? I'm not exactly sure. I think that one of, I think that maybe Scott from that band, their, their bass player yeah. from my work on Instagram. And I think he maybe just, uh, I mean, maybe just reacted to it. I think he's a fan. So, and I've, I've done several things for them now. So I, I think it kind of just is like a, you know, I can, I can meet a deadline. So uh, I think that's also something that is valuable to them. <laughs> and I imagine when, 
the posters are on sale like that. Is there, is it in your contract that you usually get a commission off of the sales of the posters or is that not how it works in that industry? Um, I'm always no, curious. It, yeah, it, it can be. Yeah. Um, it depends on the situation and you kind of have to read it and you have to sometimes ask questions that are weird. But um, I think by and large, I typically work on like a flat rate. Um, and then I ask for artist editions of posters. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'll be given a selection of posters that I can kind of sell as I like when people contact me about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have like a web store for posters, but I have like I have I have a good little collection of prints that I can offer people if they're interested in specific like specific shows and stuff. People will be like, oh, everything's sold out. Like, do you have anything? And I'll, I'll often have, like, some leftover. I see that a lot on your Instagram, just the just sheer number of people that comment and say, like, where can I get this? It's sort of mm -hmm. amazing. Um, as, like, an artist or an illustrator or designer, I mean, it's really hard to get people to actually want to buy your stuff. And mm. you seem to get those people in just in troves. So it's just kind of, it's kind of amazing. I wonder if you have a good idea of why, what makes your work so shareable, you know, and why people are just literally just asking you for it. I don't know. I, that is true that I get a lot of like people interested in buying the stuff, but there's a big difference between interest in buying something. Yes. And someone buying that something. is true. That is true. And there's a big difference so, in commenting and saying that and then absolutely. actually going through with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And, and, you know, as we kind of touched on earlier, it, it takes, it takes a lot of, um, takes a lot of money and time and like, uh, you know, detail oriented work to make a print come together. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, people saying that they're going to buy something doesn't really mean too much to me, but, uh, Oh, they might be expecting I, like society six prices or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but most of the most of the poster like I, I don't have enough stuff to have like this giant store or whatever. So when people people will email me and I find that if someone is emailing me and being like, I would love to buy one of your prints, like if they're taking the time to email me, that usually means that like they actually want to buy something. Yeah, so yeah. from there I just use that as a way to kind of weed people like, you know, just and I, I've been finding that that's a pretty fine system. It's a little bit more work to be like, here's what I have. And, you know, it's not like automated thing, but no, it's, uh, yeah. I, I like it though. Like so many people will contact me and, and are like, it's my brother's birthday. And like, he loves your work and I just want to get him something. It's like, that happens all the time where it's like a gift for someone. Uh -huh. I think that's so cool. Like, I want to hear that. You know, and like I want to respond to that email. I, I like that, but the, but yeah, that's question, cool. Yeah, I've never thought of that as a benefit of not having like a yeah a system and like a, an automation thing for that. It's kind of right. Yeah, right, right. And I, I've tried to make my like commission rates um, fair to me, so that I don't have to like completely rely on selling prints to to like make that that you know, I don't know, to make money. So so that's just kind of like an extra thing to me. And I, I keep a lot of them in an archive like th that I've started and 
um, that's meaningful to me too. So, but to go back to your question, like, why do I think people want them? <laughs> I, I think that, I don't know, I'm really interested in color. A lot of the time I tell people that I think that's like my main interest. When I'm designing a poster, color is like the thing that I spend the most time yeah, experimenting I with. I can see that, endlessly, yeah. endlessly. I love it. I just love doing it. Um, uh-huh. And I think that, I think that some of the posters specifically like are just really nice things to have on your wall. I think they're colors that you yeah. don't find all the time in like a house or whatever, like an office. And um, yeah. And also, yeah. When people like we were talking about before, when people go to those shows, they want, they want a representation of that memory and that time. Yeah. And, um, like a memento. And yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. But it's also a mystery you know yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah and i think it, it, when you were talking about color i also think like a lot of times when for example illustrators sell their work as prints it really has to stand on its own as like a work of of art and i think your posters always do that because of the nature of the medium but it can be hard when you're an illustrator trying to translate your prints into posters because mm-hmm. they might not you might not get to that kind of thing. And I think that's right. what people want on their walls <laughs> and, and it makes sense, yeah. but yeah, it's, it, I think for you, it probably is really easy to like kind of imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of my, when I'm designing a poster, I, I think less like about the information and I think kind of more about like making a piece of art and then like kind of, strapping this event onto this piece of art so i think that i think that people are interested in having the prints because they are you know like 80 percent of what's on the piece is is artwork it's not like just a bunch of text that says a band name um so that might be a reason for that interest as well yeah and how do you usually uh, work like do you start with a sketch or, and then move on to like the computer and uh, Photoshop or do you, how, how do you usually handle that? I don't, I don't sketch and I don't draft and I never provide like, here's where I'm thinking about oh, going yeah. with this. Yeah. Clients. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's part because the way I work, it, it just wouldn't make any sense. I mean, if you like look at a design that I've done, if I just like sketched that out and sent that to someone, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be like, no, we don't. And that I mean, might not even be the way that you come <laughs> up with those things. Yeah. No, it's not at all. It's in fact, completely like experimentation mm-hmm. within the programs. And like when I go to make a poster and a client it's kind of, it feels like a client is pretty open to whatever. Um, I'll just like, I'll start looking at a lot of art. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always looking at a lot of art, but I have, I've kind of amassed a little small collection of design books from mainly like the 70s and 80s, but kind of, you know, overviews of like different types of design and stuff but just like really good reference material yeah that is easy to just like 
physically open up around my office and start thinking about ideas. Like, and often posters stem from seeing something that I like and me like pretty much trying to copy it and then not being able to do it and then finding <laughs> yeah. out that whatever just happened is a little bit more exciting than uh-huh. like directly copying something, you know, like I kind of shamelessly take ideas and then they just get filtered through the fact that I'm doing it in Photoshop and this poster was definitely made with like by hand or something. And, uh, and then it just gets exciting from there. I mean, that's typically how I do it. Other times I'll have like a conceptual idea that relates to the band or something. And I'll Mm. start to like think about other artists who've done that kind of visual before. Um, what gets you excited no... initially? Is it colors or shapes, or because you have a lot of like uh, recurrent forms in your in your art? But you said yeah. you were really interested in, in color, so I'm wondering if it starts with that or yeah. it, it kind of can't. It has to start with form, yeah. Because yeah. color doesn't make any sense until there's something where it can be applied to, right? Yeah, so, that's true. Um, I it's typically pretty like. Every time I start a new one, I am terrified and <laughs> like, this isn't going to happen. This is over. Like, I'm going to have to, I don't know. I, I get really scared because it's scary. But I, uh, <laughs> you start, you start, I start working on it and I just start throwing ideas in, into the, into the program. And I start just like really going at it and throwing ideas away. And like, and then eventually things will just start working out. I can't explain it. There's always like a tipping point where I'm like, oh, here's the idea. I just did the thing that is the idea for this poster. Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, and then from there, it's like, now I just have to figure out, it's like a little puzzle of like, how do I figure out how to make this thing, this form work with color and with composition? Yeah, yeah. Um, And that, is when it gets really exciting to me and then like and then the text comes in and i get everything that needs to be on the poster or or the the artwork or whatever so you don't start with text at all i don't start with sometimes i do start with text and that usually means that i don't have any ideas happening because font for me absolutely relies on composition and color like a hundred percent you can't just, I, I always find that like in the design worlds, people are really into font and typography. Like they're like, check out this new type and like this thing. And uh, I've never re- really related to that because like a, a font is really kind of nothing to me until it's like in relation to a design. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, there are beautiful fonts. Like don't get me wrong, like people have made amazing type, but uh I really just, I think it's great when like, I don't know if you've found this to be true, but like there'll be designs that I'll do where it's like, this is the only font that works. Yeah. No, I've absolutely felt that way. You go through 200 fonts and I'll just be like, Uh this is, this is, this doesn't look good. This doesn't. Yeah. And it's not about the font not looking good fundamentally or it being flawed fundamentally, but just about the way that it vibes with what you did. Yeah. It just like, 
yeah, it just doesn't, and, and it's so peculiar. Like it'll be like a font that you would never think you would use. Uh-huh. And it just works for some reason. And yeah, that's, that's really exciting to me. So like it's the process of making a piece for me is terrifying until it's not. And then it's like pure joy because once, once the main visual like elements are accomplished, uh, then it's just like kind of like picking out like beautiful clothes or something. Yeah, yeah. Where like you're you're just looking. At yeah, yeah. It feels good and at that point. Like, yeah. It's yeah. It's so luxurious because it's like oh now I I know this is gonna this is gonna work and this is gonna get yeah. done. Yeah. Not just a matter of like finding the right dressing. Uh huh. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And then the applying texture, all that stuff is just yeah icing yeah. on the cake. Yeah. Sure. I actually do that at all times. You do? I do that from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is hard to see also even color. If you don't apply the texture as you're doing the color, exactly. then it's going to change a lot. Like Exactly. Because the character of color is absolutely dictated by what's carrying it. And if that texture isn't there, you, you just won't see it. You won't see the right color. It'll just be like flat. I don't understand how people... I w- I mainly work in Photoshop and like sometimes I see designs that are made like it, it kind of feels like they're entirely made in Illustrator mm. because like they'll just be super like you're you're talking like black colors color. onto a yeah 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 and and I could I could not be like that type of designer it just is like so hard for me to think in terms of just like straight up like color with no character Mm. um you know i would have to do it backwards like i would have to do something that is like textured and then like remove texture Mm, from it yeah yeah um but so that's something that i play with like the whole time like when i'm making objects or something like i'm taking them from a texture base um and manipulating them from there and what do you use Uh, like analog textures usually or do you use like yeah i have like like a um settings or yeah no i don't use any um well i occasionally use like a patterns layer on like a but but it's already i was talking more like the point to like you like pixelate or pointillize and you know oh, then yeah, like, you could yeah, use yeah. noise you could there's stuff in in photoshop that like is also kind of like fun it's like it's artificial but it's it's, it's really fun to play with um yeah, all all that stuff is in there. So I use real paper like Textures. scans yeah. of I yeah, I have like a suite of like, you know, I don't know, 10 uh different like textured papers that I like. Yeah. And then And you you always, made those yourself, you didn't purchase them or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just grabbed them from things yeah. and scanned them in and use them. And there's nothing special about them at all. I I sometimes get people who like want to buy my Mm. <laughs> like textures or something yeah. like they want me to make like a little package or something that's like there's no mystery to it it's just it's just like it's something like you know when you see like the back of a book and it's worn in a really interesting way yeah yeah like i just did that a couple times like grabbed a couple of those but then like once you're in there you can edit those how you like and i always use a layer of noise I always feel like a layer of noise at the top of a design really like melds things together in a nice way. And mm. um, 
Oh, you mean like, you apply noise to your textures or uh, or to your final? No, I just like it, okay. It, it's a layer that is like an overlay. Oh yeah. Okay. Noise. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes over everything. Yeah. So it just kind of like yeah, it blends it things together. Kind of ways. unifies things sometimes, and I find yeah, that you can do absolutely. that with a texture too, like an overlay of a paper texture, and especially if it's got a, a like hue to it, it can unify something really well. Yeah, totally. And I I use different transparency settings on everything. Um, so they're they're interacting with the other layers. They're not just like sitting weirdly on top of layers, you know. Um, that's really important. Um, and it's less it's less like I don't try to make things that are like retro like mm. retroed out, like, you know, like yeah. um uh, I I guess it's more just because of what we were talking about before. Like it just makes colors and it makes like putting compositions together with colors a lot easier for me. Yeah. Like I, I just, I see combinations better when they're texture. Well, and texture kind of dulls colors. I mean, it dulls digital color in this way that, cause it's not like an RGB color. Like you would see it very, very bright. And mm -hmm. when you overlay texture, you usually, you see like a more dulled out version and, and that yeah. it, it almost feels like more real though more yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it's they're more exciting because of that yeah yeah i was okay so since you mentioned this whole um idea that your work is is not just necessarily like you, you try and be retro or, or make retro art i want to i want to ask you this question because it's something i think about also but i think it's something that we all struggle with especially when you've got sources of inspirations that are um people that that worked before you um mm -hmm. and i i think it sometimes it can feel strange and a little uncomfortable to see yourself fitting in with people like i don't know like milton glazer for example or you know people that are like monumental figures um in design and i wonder how you navigate that and how you you think about yourself and how you fit in because you said earlier also you said something which was that you see yourself more as like trying to emulate something and then failing. And you also said that you, you really enjoy like personalizing a particular um, piece. So it, it's not, does it make it yours when you, when you start to like work on it or I don't know. Yeah. That's a kind of a big question. I, I, I think that, um, well, I like the way art looked in the 70s more than I like the way it looks now. Mm -hmm. um, I like the way that like hand-printed posters and hand-designed posters looked. Um, and as far as like the world of design as it is today, I don't feel like I... I don't feel like I could go to like a graphic design conference and, and, and be comfortable. Like I, I don't, I don't feel, I feel like I have my own practice and I have my own world, but I'm not sure how really it is to like other designers mm. worlds. And I, and I think because of that, I've been able to develop like a style that is, is somewhat unique to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And I also think because I can live in my own world of like, I know what I know how to do. 
you know, I'm not like, I'm not envious of like other designers, like uh, skill levels, even though I know that they're, they can, they're probably like way higher than mine are technically, but my lack of like <laughs> the way I learned Photoshop and the way I continue to learn Photoshop, I like, I'm proud of it because it's just like, it's, it's completely uniquely my own. Yeah. And <laughs> it shifts know, the way that you, your, your work looks. Yeah, like no one taught me how to set up a file or how to do anything. So, yeah. uh, you know, and I, I mean, there are technical things that you need to know how to do, but yet you can learn them on the internet. Yeah. Like I learned them at the library. Um, but uh, as far as like referencing the past, like when people are like, oh, we, you know, we want something that looks very 70s or. Yeah. Does that ever make you feel what, uncomfortable or. Yeah, that's I was going to say, that's what people say, too, which is really yeah. funny. Like, or they call like, your work. We're really like it's got a retro vibe or something. I don't, right, yeah. right, right. Re- yeah, retro is a word, and then just like saying a decade is like yeah. a way of like it's like well, a lot of things happened in the seventies. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of art from the seventies, but um, I don't mind that because I think that I think that what people are saying sometimes when they say retro is I think that they mean it looks uh some of the things look organic mm. and I think that some they look a little um, like maybe not perfect and, and they, they look comforting. Like that's what I think of when I think people say retro mm. is that it's like, there's a f- certain warmth to it. Like, mean, and they're familiar with them. And yeah, maybe, maybe there's like a little bit of nostalgia because it's referencing something yeah. that they've maybe seen before. They didn't know they've seen before. Or whatever, but um, I don't mind when, when people say that. But I, I do, I, I do act. I'm not trying to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because there's something that maybe feels not so genuine about sometimes about retro, because it doesn't feel doesn't feel exciting because it, yeah, like when you look on like um, like there'll be like tutorials on YouTube or whatever where they're like make a retro design uh-huh like, yeah hey, these retro because like, retro like as a category hollow. doesn't really make sense even retro no. yeah reference to what you, you don't really know what it refers to yeah exactly it's just the past yeah, uh, yeah. and and it's ambiguous yeah but like those those kind of designs are really like they're they're un they're very they they lack meaning to me yeah yeah, and yeah like yeah. i think that my work Although it has the the aesthetic of like, I appreciate like warmth and art, um, and like deepness of like content and like color and stuff like that. But I'm still compositionally and, um, yeah, just the, the way I put something together. I'm still really trying to like, um, do something new. Yeah. So, I think that those things collide. And that is kind of like a magical moment when, when they do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, yeah, it's like, I like music from like the sixties and the seventies. Like I like the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like I like the way art looks from that period of time. So like, that's just what my eye yeah. goes to. It's very personal. Yeah. 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 I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to make a seventies piece I'm yeah. just like I just that's the only thing I really like 
pay attention to. <laughs> so, are like, you ever comfortable in describing your work as like pastiche, like which is more, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. I think that's a good word. Yeah. To use and and well, it can also mean so many I, different things. I think. Yeah, I think it, I think like if you're using if you're using a pastiche as uh, as, as uh, a meaningful tool, that's a really powerful thing. Yeah. Like, um, I did this design like this in the vein of this person because you know it extends the meaning of this event or like this artwork or music or whatever. Um, I don't think that there is a single person or designer that I'm like, I I want to, I want to make work like this person. Mm. There are, there are a lot of designers that I admire and like to look at, but I, I find that there isn't like one designer that I'm like, everything they did is great. Yeah. <laughs> like it's always like, I really love these two or three pieces from this designer and then the rest is kind of like a body of work that is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But with my work, I'm always trying to make like, I do kind of, it's, I don't know, this sounds a little like over the top, but when I make a poster, I try to make something that like could potentially be iconic. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I don't think or, that, or, or, I don't could, think that's, could, yeah. It could be big, like could be like. Well, I think it goes back to the idea of something of, standing on its own, like. It has to, yeah. to do that. It has to be somewhat iconic. Um, yeah. And, and I also think that that's why it's been hard for me. I, we maybe talked about this before we started recording, but it's been hard for me to collect my work into a, like a portfolio. Right. Because like you don't have a, website. Like a yeah. website. Yeah. Uh, because I, I see everything as like every new design is like a really big challenge. And like I have to do something new and I have to do something like bigger. So it's like mm. the the body doesn't really matter that much to me. Do you like ever feel like you hate some of the stuff that you've done before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody does, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I, but some, I mean, I guess, yeah. Some people just see it like as like progress, God, or yeah. yeah. I on sometimes on like on social media things, people will go back and just like someone will find my work. And then I'll just, I'll see, like, I, they tell you, like, what happens, you know, in your, like, notifications. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, and they'll like stuff like, from, like, two years ago. From, like, two years yeah. ago. And you're like, oh, my God, that's very embarrassing. Uh, and you'll look at it. And it's just, like, I do that all the time. But I also do that with posters that, like, are a few weeks old. Yeah. Because typically I'm learning a new skill and I'm applying it. And then once the next commission comes around, I've figured out how to do that way better. So yeah. by the time I do it again, I'm like, man, that last one could have been, yeah, it's always that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that being said, I, I mean, I'm proud of it. Like, I think I have, I think I've done, I'm proud of the amount of work I've done. And uh, I think the quality has been like, as good as I could do at the time. Like I always give my clients my best work. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud. Yeah, of and that. I guess but, it could but, feel good to put them all together in a gallery, even if, you know, they all stand on their own. Yeah. It would be weird to try to like put them together mm. and like, like categorize them and like, like what, what gets on, on to some other site 
and what doesn't. Mm. Like I, I would be curious to see how I would deal with that. Yeah. Because I'm not really sure. And I should also note, there's a lot of work that I that I don't post. Because mm. um, you can't, because it's, it's in a contract or something? Or No, I could. It's just that sometimes... You're not happy with the results? Or? I wouldn't say I'm not happy. It's just so collaborative that it doesn't seem like I can take credit okay. for it. How so? Like, like, like in what way? Uh, I do a lot of like a, a big bulk of my, um, my work is doing album layout, like LP layouts for bands and like CDs and tapes and stuff like that. So purely and, the layout. Well, I, I do artwork occasionally, but mostly those jobs are kind of like you're working with, uh, you're working with like a photo, mm. like a lot of bands use photos, you know, for their album artwork. And like, you're working with that and you're like doing text on the inside and you're, you know, it's like all the information and stuff. And I, I like doing work like that um, because I think I've gotten good at it, but I don't always post that, those kind of things on like mm. my social media stuff because it feels sort of like, well, there's a photographer here who yeah. did the bulk of this thing. And then like, this is a, all this text is not my own. Like I'm not making this, you know, mm. it just doesn't, it feels kind of removed a little bit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Because of that, I sometimes don't. I, and I just also like, sometimes I think Instagram is not a great place to like mm. show that that would be a good place for like a website. Like a, that'd be a good place to put some things like yeah, that. Yeah. Cause you can explain but, exactly um, what you did and not just, yeah, but I, I want the Instagram to be like purely kind of me. Yeah. Like my my eye. Like this is what I would do, you know. So with that kind of I like I do a lot of I do a lot of like logos and uh Oh you do like logos are yeah. Yeah, but I don't post them okay. because they're extremely uh labored over yeah. to the point where sometimes I feel like I'm not really even involved here. I'm just kind of like, I'm just the person who knows how to work the program. Oh, yeah. Um, which is, that sounds bad, but well, like, I mean, I think fine. a lot of people, it's they just, would say like, maybe that you do need to inflate yourself as much as you can in order to get more work like that. And, you know, be considered like mm -hmm. the expert on this or that. And, and that's the reason why they might choose to do that. Um, yeah, it's been weird because I still get logo commissions all the time based on all the poster artwork. Cause, cause people, so people see a poster and, and they that, think, I want him to do a logo. Yeah, which is sometimes doesn't work out because they're not the same thing. But right, yeah. also, logo design is such a particular thing. It's such yeah. a thing. And you know what? I am not the expert at it. Like I am not like the logo guy. Like, you know, like you could, you could, there are so many, like that is what designers do logos. And it's like, if you want just like a, whatever, like a logo, I'm probably not. Your There's person. also so many different like, kinds. There's people that do just one type of logo, you know? Um, yeah. Like they're really good calligraphers or something. And they do these kinds of logos. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge category. It, it's, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I think that some things are really interesting when people who are not exclusively doing that thing start doing it. So like when 
an illustrator does a logo or like, yeah, like someone who's not doing just that type of work starts doing that, um, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it from a different, a different perspective. And, and I think that's why I get hired to do the logos that I've done is they don't want just like, you know, a design firm, like they want me to do it, which is like the way I'm most comfortable doing a logo because there's just so much that it just gets really intense. Like there's so much pressure and logos, <laughs> logos are just it's so much wrapped up into them, you know? Um, so there's a lot of pressure and I kind of take the pressure off myself by not really putting myself out there as like, I'll be your logo guy. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I do what I do and, and that's represented. And if you want to put a logo through this filter, like through this kind of art, like I'm happy to work with you. And that being said, I'm doing, I have like several logo commissions right now, mm. but they don't, they don't feel like things that are non-creative. They feel like I'm just going to do my thing and then we're going to figure out what the logo is within it, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and um, I, I don't know if you're open to talking about this, but do you know approximately how much of, of uh, the money you make off of, of, of working with bands as opposed to working with other types of commissions? Um, you're asking like, Oh, I'm not asking for specific quantities, but more like, Oh, sure. More sure. like, yeah, more like, like, um, like that, like, you know, like 60% your income comes from this or, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, I will say the music industry is fun to work in, but there's not a ton of money. Uh-huh um it's not you like, mean like for posters and stuff or? you mean yeah i mean it depends on the it depends on the band and it depends on the size uh -huh. of the shows and like what is happening but by and large i'm sure there's like i think if you're gonna work in music design you've got to be okay with doing a lot of work yeah you got to be okay with like really hustling a lot yeah and doing um you know, having a ton of commissions at once. Like I, I, I always have a lot of commissions on deck. I mean, I don't know um, if you're open to saying about how much does a poster usually pay if it's like a, not a huge band. It's not that I'm not open to saying it. It's just that it varies so much that it is not worth saying any kind of uh -huh. specific number. The thing about design in general that I've learned is that, um, Every project is unique in 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 its um in its in its amount of risk, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, how much is this person risking having me do this thing? Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of like the main um, barometer with which I decide how much my time is valued. Like, mm -hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. So. If it's a big band and they're printing a lot of posters and they're spending a lot of money making something that they're then going to sell, mm -hmm. uh, that needs to be, that risk needs to be compensated on my end because yeah. there's more pressure. If it's something where I'm, we're just going to post this thing to Instagram, mm -hmm. it's like, that's not much risk because if something goes wrong, you could just delete it yeah. and you didn't lose any money. And, and so it depends 
entirely depends on what the project is, what are the demands, what's the timeline and what's like the risk involved. Yeah. And, um, and that varies all the time. So within music, typically there's not a ton of risk. Hmm. I mean, for album covers, there would be, right? Yeah. For album covers, there, there definitely are. And, and, you know, those are, so I do probably like four or five album artwork designs like the past couple of years. That's been uh-huh. like an average. There's more now than there was, but so those are like big projects. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I imagine they're more and, lucrative and then, than the posters probably. Well, yeah, they just have to be yeah. because there's so, there's so much more time involved and risk. Yeah. Like they're, you're, you're printing, but also even within that world, it's like, I'm 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 pretty sure this is the way it is in any industry, but in the music industry, it's definitely just like this is how much money we have, mm, and like yeah. if you want it, that's the that's how much money we have, and uh, you know, yeah, it can be, but but it also get, I think with, with people that work with big companies, sometimes that amount it's not actually true, the amount that they say they have, or um, and then that's where negotiation can. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think yeah. with publications, well, it that's certainly that's is the case. Like if they say this is the budget for it, sometimes you just don't have space to really negotiate or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. I, I try to work with labels that I like, that I respect and that I don't think would do that. To yeah. Me. So, I mean, that's the end of the conversation. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I know I don't want to work with a band that's going to like hide a couple hundred dollars from yeah. me. Yeah, because they're saving it. You know, it's like I, I don't respect that. Yeah, and like anyone who wants me to do work for them, it's not a matter of like I want as much money as you could possibly give me. It's more just like if you know you're making this much money mm-hmm. and you have this much money for this thing, it's like that's. I mean, that's not that's not right to do that. Mm-hmm. So, and there has been situations where I felt that that has happened, and I cut ties. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just a matter of learning and knowing when to come back to certain people. And like, you know, I've worked with like big companies on things before and felt like maybe I got taken advantage of and you just learn not to do that. It's not worth it, you know? So, um, and just to value yourself and value your ability to be, be truly creative and to like grow as an artist mm-hmm. and like maybe that means you don't make as much yeah money. yeah but um it's not always the best thing no yeah so so and and you said you you get some money off of selling your prints is that a very significant part of your income currently or no no yeah. no 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 i mean it's something that it's something that I'm looking into growing and trying to get together, but um, um, the the amount of interesting uh, like work that is on my docket right now is way more important to me than like trying to figure out mm. how to like run. This, well, and like, I, I don't know that business. actually like selling prints is the most uh, expedient way of making making money as an artist. Actually, even. No, I don't think so either. I think it's cost, just like a, it's a nice yeah. thing to have. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And 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 because really, if you're gonna if you if you're going to do it uh, in in a way that is, I I think, gonna turn a profit, you'd have to hire someone to do it for you. 
Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you're like a relevant designer and, and I think that at that point it's kind of like, well, you're paying another person and yeah, you have this, this little thing that you have to manage now instead of anything to me, anything that takes you away from sitting down and working and, um, making new art, making new design is a bad thing. <laughs> You know, especially when you're making your income from it, because if you're not growing, if you're not changing, if you don't afford yourself that time, then I think you're going to kind of like burn out. Yeah. You know, because people are just going to expect you to do the same thing over and over again. That's no good. What's your work day like? Because of the amount of work that you produce, I would imagine that you have to work pretty much all week. Yeah. um, I've been trying to. So my partner and I don't work in the mornings. Mm, um, I can relate to that. We, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just kind of one of those things where like we, you just put so much pressure on yourself to like, uh, I worked briefly when I first started freelancing for a company doing graphic design for the company. Uh, I just for like, it was like a two month thing. Freelance, uh, like remote? I, it was freelance, but I was in office. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. It was one of those things. And I learned so much about myself in that period of time <laughs> and about what I didn't want to do. Uh, and one of the things I didn't want to do was like put my body through like doing things that are unnatural. Like it, it just, <laughs> yeah. I'm not someone who is like, I'm, I'm, I'm up and at him at eight o'clock. Like I, I really like to have like, we we cook dinner. We took we cook breakfast together, and we like hang out. We have coffee, and we talk. And I I look at you know, I look at a lot of art, and like I just kind of like spend that time just kind of like zoning out yeah. and like doing whatever. Like I'll play play music or listen to a record. A lot of things happen in the mornings that aren't the base. The main thing is that they're not work. Yeah, yeah. So we we typically get to work around noon. Yeah. And then we'll work until, uh, you know, seven or eight and we'll make food. And sometimes we just hang out after that. And then sometimes we, if it's a good day, you'll want to come back. And like, we'll, you know, I often work like really late into the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially when an idea is working and uh-huh. it's like almost done. It's like irresistible. I can't like not fiddle with it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. My, and you find it's like this kind of pace, I imagine, kind of like prevents you from getting too burnt out. Too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just feel so comfortable at home and like mm. I feel really comfortable in my office. Yeah. Everything is everything is really how I like want it. And I can be loud and I can be silent and it's very controlled environment. Yeah, yeah. But it's you that's um, which, controlling it as opposed to exactly. an office where yeah. you just literally have no control over that or very little. And, yeah, and those places are, or at least the one I was in, it just kind of feels like a very uncreative zone. Like you're worried about other people and you're worried about like your body. Like I'm like, I was always like really self-conscious about like my, like how I was sitting. And <laughs> yeah. How I, just stupid stuff yeah, that like yeah. builds up and and it, it it's when you're when i'm at home it's just very freeing you know like if something's not working i just walk outside yeah 
And if, um, if I'm hungry, I just get something. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I do work. I mean, I work a ton. Like I probably work way, way more than I ought to. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like not work on a Saturday if, you know, but like, honestly, I don't look at my work like that. I, it's hard for me to see my work like a thing that I'm like, I ought to not do because yeah. I love it. Yeah. And yeah. like often I'm like really engaged in it. So it's, it's not, um, I don't know, but we also, I just went on my first vacation. Uh, I actually just got back from like a two week vacation. So like, that was the first time that I was like, I'm not doing any work for two weeks. And it yeah. felt, it felt really weird. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It can be hard, especially when you're creative. It yeah. feels like you lose a part of yourself sometimes. Yeah, he zaps my energy. I get a lot of energy from like finishing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, and I like get super I depressed if that. I can't finish something, which is like, mm. yeah, yeah. I just fight with it until it's done, or until like I'm like, I this has to be done. You know, uh, yeah. But the the goal, the like endorphin flow of uh, finishing a project is like definitely a uh, big carrot for me yeah and do you use instagram as a kind of carrot like are people gonna like this are people gonna like do you use that as an incentive ever or? yeah i like sharing work yeah um i don't it's not entirely like i i, I don't when i'm making something i'm not i'm not like curious about like what people are gonna think on instagram or or you're but, not making uh, something just to get likes or followers i guess yeah absolutely not and i because i just i wouldn't even know what that would mean like i my my like my like followers on instagram don't like message me or like we want more of this <laughs> like it's you know i and it's been but you do see when people like something more than you know like yeah that's yeah. true I always just chalk that up to like algorithm nonsense, you know, like of course, like a poster for a band that is huge is going to get more likes than a thing for like something no one knows mm. about. Like that doesn't mean the quality of the work is like any different. Yeah. I mean. Like I, I know it's not like, I know I put just as much into it. So it's, yeah, it's, but it is, that is like a place where that Instagram has been almost like, a hundred percent positive for me. Yeah. Like I've never had any trouble on the internet with people like being like mean or disrespectful or anything. It's been like all good, which I've been very grateful for. I and, think like, Instagram tends to not be that kind of place a lot. I mean, it's not as yeah, negative yeah, as, yeah. As, as Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And I do, I post like I post work to all of them and I just always find that, Instagram is just a really, it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place to be creative because people tend to support you. you yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Some bands are intense. Some bands have intense fan bases that are opinionated. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's never been, like, heartbreaking. It's always just been like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and and you seem to have people that kind of follow you and just are, like, almost, are fans of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so uh, it's real sweet. Yeah, uh, it's nice. And like I've a lot of people who 
following are great artists like who I enjoy too. Like there are a ton of people I've found out through Instagram about and follow and enjoy. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think we're almost uh, at the end of the time, but wanted to ask you a couple of, of quick fire questions. I really like doing these because I don't know. I just find them interesting. Um, like, but one of them that I want to ask you particularly is about, you mentioned a couple of books that you find really inspiring. And I was wondering if you could share um, a couple of your favorites with us. Yeah. Um, so I guess they're not so much like, they're not like theory books or like, uh, you know, like anything like that. They're just kind of like, they're just kind of like books that have collections of posters yeah. in them. I'm really into, um, I've got this book, The Moderns, which I think is really good. Um, it's an Abrams book. Uh-huh. I also got this book recently that's great. It's like a history of Letraset. Of what? Type. Uh, Letraset. Oh. Are you familiar with that? Letraset. They're like um, these, like, you know, uh, like, analog style like typography kits that yeah you can buy. okay and yeah no i know like what you mean history yeah. that has a bunch of them in them and it's just like a really cool resource yeah. um i recently read this book that i have in front of me it's called design form and chaos by paul rand oh i haven't and, read that um, yeah i was kind of in a little bit of a crisis mode about like some logos that i was making and uh this was it was a really inspiring book about like working with companies and clients and uh like kind of having integrity while doing work that is like really serving a client mm. which i liked a lot i have this book uh um bob gills so far um i don't know if you're familiar with no. bob gills work no. but that was another really good book about working with clients mm. like there's there's a lot about that in there about like the relationship between client and designer that was really helpful for me. I have a lot of books that are just like design, just like posters and just artwork. Mm-hmm. And like, I just open them up and I'm just like looking at art. Do you um, prefer that I do to say using like the internet and using Pinterest or, or just Google? Um, I do prefer it. And I don't know why I think I, a lot of the books that I have have pieces in them that I've never seen. Mm, there. Yeah. Um, but that being said, this recent airbrush, um, thing that I've been into Pinterest has been amazing yeah. for that. They just, I'm like, also very into airbrushing. <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah, lot the, down there. The algorithm like is so powerful, just like feeding you visual things that mm. look like the thing you just like. So actually like I have a really big, I do. I love Pinterest. Saved. I think it's great. It's just, it doesn't replace a book in the sense of the comfort that you get from having a physical book. Yeah. And you gotta, there is a thing about like switching over to the Pinterest page while you're working. Yeah. Is like annoying and weird. But like when you have, like I just typically start laying books out. Like I'll just start looking through books. I see something I like and I like put it out and then I do another one. I just have like books all over my office. So I'm just like constantly like looking over and getting like little visual references. And that's not really something you can do on 
uh, as as like smoothly yeah. and as, like now you can open a bunch of tabs, can. but it's also the way that you navigate Pinterest. I think can distract you rather than make you focus on what you're doing. It sometimes makes me feel like jealous or something. Oh, uh huh. Like oh, these are so good. Whereas like when I'm looking at an analog book, I'm like, this is inspiring. But on oh Pinterest, yeah, that's like, kind of interesting. Oh, yeah, I felt that good. before too. Yeah. Yeah, like this designer is amazing. Like I'll never be able to be like as good as this guy or whatever. But with a book, for some reason to me, it's just it's more like you could do this. Like check out this idea. Let's yeah, try it. yeah, um, that's weird. Yeah, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I don't know. It probably someone smarter than me yeah. could explain that. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite album cover? Um, oh man, or um, one of your favorites? I really like this record headhunters you heard this it's a herbie hancock record mm. um, okay yeah yeah the record cover for that is really good yeah uh that comes to mind i like i really like this guy are you familiar with keith rankin yeah a little He's, bit um, he yeah yeah he has a record he has a record label right he's got re- yeah orange milk records um he does a lot of airbrush he, kind of. Yes, he does. He's like, he is amazing. And he put out, I don't know, like he's done some covers that have really just blown me away. I think he's like one of my favorite current artists. And he's been doing like editorial stuff too that I think is really incredible. Just like illustrative and um, awesome. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have like a favorite record cover. There's just a, there's a lot of records that I like the look of. And I guess, of course, yeah. there's like uh, Robert Beatty. I can see you. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the king. Yeah, he, he, yeah he's, 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 he's very much he's an airbrush insane. kind of artist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, I think that Keith is like a little bit more like he's heading in this direction that is painterly, mm. like painting airbrush style. Like it's it's kind of going beyond that. But Robert really has like a vibe about his yeah. his technique that is like his own, whereas Keith is like going to a next level. Are you familiar with this guy, um, Mikey Burry? No, that's how you pronounce his name. Not very many people are. He doesn't have a ton of followership. Yeah, but uh, he is really really incredible at at that technique. Like he is. Yeah. Uh, he's probably the best I've seen like technically. At yeah. It. Um, but yeah, Robert B. is great. I mean, the new Sheer Mag record cover is really hilarious and I love it. And yeah, I just, I really like the playfulness of that style. It's it's super cool. Oh yeah. I just checked Mikey Burry. He, yeah, that's some really cool stuff. Yeah. He's insane. Like that it's, I, that's the kind of thing where it's like, he just knows how to draw. Like he just, like he knows how to like, compose like like i think that i think that you can do airbrush stuff and you can get away with doing it without actually knowing how to like sketch Mm. but like i think that he has all those skills and then he's just like proficient at doing the style too yeah airbrush Um, is kind of it's you can really deceive somebody into a lot yeah i like about the medium i like how it makes it makes ordinary things look like 
super real, yeah. like unreal. Yeah. You know, like the detail. I love the idea of like how airbrush style will like light an object in a way that is impossible and real. Oh life. yeah, yeah. But like on the page, it just looks like insane and cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you can like add a lot of power to like everyday ordinary objects. I think yeah, and cool. the recent poster you did for the national has kind of like an airbrush telephone like a vintage telephone um yeah yeah that's that's the that's kind of like the new area i'm trying to develop into and um yeah that was specifically from like a film that goes along with their new oh, okay that's cool yeah yeah there's there's like a part where there's this like office telephone and it's this woman is like obsessed with this office telephone she doesn't really know why it's kind of like a moving little part of the story. So I just illustrated that that moment. Since you mentioned it, do you not feel confident with your drawing ability? ability to... No, I, I can't really draw. Right. Like, um, I can't really, I couldn't, I mean, I can a little bit, but not super competently. I never like took any kind of courses on that. Or well, ever, I don't think you need to have like, that would, necessarily. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, my strength is definitely in like color and composition, and less in like being able to one to one represent. But something. that is rarely so, what illustrators do, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you're. Yeah, I mean, you're taking something and you're trying to. I mean, it's, especially if you work it. in editorial and stuff, you, you don't really focus on making something realistic or something that perfectly represents real reality. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to make it kind of bend yeah. and, and, and say something more. So yeah, I'm not, I don't feel very self-conscious about that. Like I, that's not something that I'm, yeah, I feel, I feel good about what I do enough to where it's like, well, I don't have that skill, but I don't really feel like I want it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you don't sketch by hands at all. Do you even not for the no. the airbrush projects like that one? Uh, no. A lot of that stuff is like working from a reference. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, with that one, it was just like I was working from a screen grab from the film, uh -huh. and I was like layering out, kind of like tracing essentially like yeah. different parts of of like the piece and then like shading them in. Of but, course, air, yeah, um, and, and airbrush, airbrushing in Photoshop is just about having so many layers. Yeah, that national piece was over a thousand <laughs> layers. Yeah, yeah. So it took me, my <laughs> my friend was like, my my friend was in, in town from Portland. He was like just hanging out with me all day. And I was uh, like laying on the couch in my office and as I was doing like the coils on the phone and it was just comical because it took me like eight hours to do the <laughs> coils on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I, it's I intense. I, like airbrush, yeah. be, I don't think I figured out how to be efficient. I think that there's a way to do it like uh, quicker maybe, but I'm, I, I don't really know it. So I just, I like taking my time with it. It's yeah. fun. It's like fun to organize your your file and like keep everything editable and stuff. Uh-huh. Neat. Yeah.
and it could be really messy at the end you don't know which layer is what yeah oh yeah 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 that's why that's what i've learned it's like by fun to organize i mean it's just fun to be able to have a file that is actually like you can navigate it yeah <laughs> at the end because i've definitely had situations where it's been like someone wants an edit and, and you have like, to turn off no everything one by one to yeah. see what yeah. what yeah 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 so thank you so much for for coming on and talking about your work and great talking to you yeah absolutely thanks for having me i'm excited to to you know hear it and here was my conversation with aaron lyle denton i hope you enjoyed the show as much as i did and if you want to support the show don't forget to leave a review and a rating on iTunes for us. It really helps new people find the show. That's it for today. And as always, the show notes will be at illustrationhour.com forward slash Denton. And I'll see you next week on the Illustration Hour. Thank you for listening.